The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. We live in a world where individual spirituality is becoming the norm. People are increasingly becoming disenchanted with what has been called organized religion and church. Where families used to attend a local synagogue or local church every week, increasingly individuals seem to feel there's no need for such habits. And yet the true church of God serves vital and transcendent purposes that can be served in no other way, both in our individual lives and in the world. Jesus Christ intended no one to be an individual Christian. And when we understand His reasons for creating His church, that truth becomes clear. Join us today on Tomorrow's World as we answer the life-altering question, Why the Church? Greetings and welcome to Tomorrow's World. My name is Wallace Smith and I'm delighted that you're with us. Actually, you are in for a particularly special treat today because we'll be offering all of our viewers around the world a free DVD that we have never given out on the program before. Please note the contact information on your screen. You'll want to request this DVD, The Mission of God's Work. It is unlike anything else we have ever offered and you won't want to miss out. Now the question we're asking today is, why the church? And as we'll see, it's a question about more than social trends, demographics, and changing attitudes in society. In fact, understanding the purpose of the church, the organized body of believers in Jesus Christ, meeting regularly for fellowship, worship, and instruction, involves understanding the purpose for life itself and for fulfilling our reason for being, for breathing, in a way that individual spirituality never can, though you wouldn't know it looking at the numbers. The United States is widely regarded as a Christian nation, in practice if not in name. But is it? How many Americans would you find in church services each week? A Pew Research report in late 2012 got the attention of many. While a generation or two ago many Americans considered themselves associated with one denomination of Christianity or another, today a fifth of Americans consider themselves completely unaffiliated with any particular religion. For those under 30, the number climbs to one in three Americans. As the Barner Research Organization reported in 2014, if all the individuals in America alone who have not attended church in the last six months were somehow gathered together as one country, it would be the eighth largest nation in the world. And yet it isn't that these individuals don't necessarily believe in God. Around two-thirds of them say they do. But their spirituality is of an individual sort, and organized religion has turned them off. As the Pew Report notes of these religiously unaffiliated individuals, 70% say that churches and religious institutions are, quote, 
too concerned with money and power, while 67% say that churches are, quote, too involved with politics. Yet America is far from alone in these sorts of statistics. If anything, the U.S. is lagging the rest of the world in fleeing from churches. As far back as 2004, Gallup found that in European nations, what used to be called Christendom, church attendance was at remarkably low levels. Regular church attendance in France and Germany was under 10% and only 10 to 15% for the UK. And looking at the future, there is no silver lining in the clouds for Christian churches. Actually, more of a darker edge and a promise of worse weather to come. In 2013, the Barna organization took a look at the younger generation, those in their late teens and 20s in America, and found that more than half of those in that generation who had a Christian background are abandoning that background and abandoning their churches. 50% reported that they had been, quote, significantly frustrated by faith. And almost 60% reported that they had completely dropped out of attending church. In its research, Barna finds that these individuals often fit different profiles. Many see themselves as spiritual but not religious and don't see any need, benefit, or obligation to attend a church or be part of an organization. Even among those who still do attend a church, more than 20% of these young adults say that they feel lost and are having a hard time connecting their church involvement and experience with the everyday lives they live. Before we move on in today's program, let me say something that may shock some of our viewers. Many of your views of church, modern-day Christianity, and Christian denominations are 100% absolutely correct. Modern Christianity is too involved in politics. It is too concerned with money and power. And it is far, far, far removed from the purpose of the church founded by Jesus Christ. You sense hypocrisy, spiritual stagnation, and empty faith far from the real God of the universe, and you are right. The true transcendent, transforming purpose of the church founded by Jesus Christ will be almost completely absent from almost every mainstream religious organization you will come across today. It is a purpose few know and even fewer practice. But we are promised by Jesus Christ that there will be a church that remains true to that purpose, true to His teachings, and true to its very reason for being. And that church will be active in the world in these days, and it will be accomplishing His will in the world. You need to know the purpose of the church. And we will dive into that purpose in the next portion of our program. But first, let me make sure you have an opportunity to request your copy of our free DVD today, The Mission of God's Work. I have absolutely no doubt that what you will see in this video will not only surprise you, it will move you and it will inspire you. 
you'll see intimate discussions with ministers of Jesus Christ from all over the world discussing the one thing that it seems so few ministers and churches understand. Just what is the church supposed to be doing? Many claim the name of God in their activities in the world, but a startling few are actually doing what He truly commands. This resource costs you nothing. It's already been paid for, and there will be no request for donations, no appointments made to talk with you individually. We simply know that everyone listening to us today needs to see this DVD. We want to make sure you get your copy. Call or jump online right now and request yours. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-493-5437. That number again is 1-800-493-5437. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. We have a lot to cover, so let's keep moving. As I mentioned before the break, I am sympathetic to those who are turned off by modern Christian churches and fellowships. In general, the Christian churches of this world do not reflect Jesus Christ and are not being guided by Him in heaven to fulfill His purposes. They are, for all intents and purposes, exactly what they seem, institutions of men. Yet the church is no mere human creation. Jesus Christ Himself declares in Matthew 16 and verse 18, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Among all these churches, there is a church that is the creation of Almighty God and Jesus Christ. It is not a human institution, and it will stand out. Today we're going to focus on only two of the unique purposes of God's church. Purposes which cannot be truly fulfilled by lone individual Christians apart from a connection to the larger church established by Jesus Christ. First, the church is where God uniquely teaches, trains, and supports those who will teach, train, and support others in the future kingdom of God. The true church of God, headed by the living Jesus Christ, recognizes the purpose of mankind. To one day be in the family of God as a glorified child of God, ruling with Jesus Christ at His return. We have spoken of this transcendental cosmic purpose for man many times here on Tomorrow's World. The Apostle Paul clearly has that purpose plainly in mind when he tells the church of God gathered and meeting in the ancient city of Corinth, do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, 
Are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 27, Christ says the church will rule the nations in the kingdom. Chapter 1 and verse 6 says that His people will be kings and priests. At this time, God is calling out a small, special people to train and teach in His ways and laws so they may rule the world alongside Jesus Christ for a thousand years at His return. That small, special people being trained today is His church. God isn't trying to save the whole world today. That's why Hebrews 12 and verse 23 calls the church the firstborn. Because after Christ returns, more will be added. The church in this time is called to prepare for that time. That time of rulership and instructing. Literally learning to be future kings and priests under Jesus Christ. Helping Him rule the world, serve mankind, and add to God's family. And such training takes instruction and study. It cannot be accomplished alone. You don't have to take my word for that. God Himself says that He did not intend Christians to learn these things on their own. Ephesians chapter 4 plainly describes a structured teaching church in which God has placed the teachers and fellow Christians we need to grow as His children. And He Himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That picture is simply not satisfied by a lone wolf approach to Christianity. Those in training to be kings and priests need the regular instruction from God's Word, from the pastors and teachers that God says He puts in place for their sake. And they need regular access to the rest of the church, called here the body of Christ, where each member can interact with and learn from the others, sharing experiences and life lessons. Now, this is not the only reason Jesus Christ founded His church, but it is a vital one. The church is where God uniquely teaches, trains, and supports those who will teach, train, and support others in the future kingdom of God. We'll cover another vital purpose in our next segment, but first, let me give you an opportunity to receive your own free copy of this amazing DVD that we're making available on this telecast for the very first time, The Mission of God's Work. If you want to come as close as possible to understanding what it might be like to see the purpose of the church as it looks through the eyes of ministers devoting their lives to that purpose with the same spirit that stirred and moved the first century church itself, you really need to see this DVD for yourself. It costs absolutely nothing and is already paid for on your behalf. No strings, no obligations. Just one of the most inspiring DVDs that you've seen for a long time. Request your copy today. 
Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. Welcome back. In our last segment, we talked about how the church founded by Jesus Christ and designed by God uniquely serves as a place to train, teach, and support those who will rule with Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God. As a part of that preparation, the next purpose of the church we are going to discuss is vital. Because a church that is only focused inward and on its own needs only can never develop the outward focus that is a hallmark of the very character of Jesus Christ. The church is charged with preaching the message of the kingdom of God to the entire world. After His resurrection, but before His ascension to heaven, Jesus Christ was very plain in His command to His church. We read His words in Mark 16 and verse 15. And He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. That's thorough. That message was about a coming kingdom, the kingdom of God, and about how to enter that kingdom through repentance and allowing Jesus Christ to live within you and transform you, writing God's very laws on your heart as you seek Him and overcome through Him. That message of the soon-coming, world-ruling kingdom of God is to be preached to every living, breathing person on earth. And their passion for that message and truth of God consumed the first century church. We see in the pages of Scripture, Peter, James, and John continuously being imprisoned for their preaching of the gospel and Christ's coming reign. How did the church of God respond to the threats on their lives for preaching the gospel? We read the church's prayer to God in Acts chapter 4. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. More than for protection, they prayed that the work of the gospel would go out even stronger. Their heart was right and focused on His work. We see a similar example later in Acts chapter 12 when Peter is thrown in prison for preaching the gospel. It says there that constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. It's interesting that in John chapter 4, after the famous story of the Samaritan woman by the well to whom Jesus preached, Jesus tells his disciples, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Well, God's Word says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it says that the church is the body of Christ. Therefore, if the work of preaching the gospel to others was the food, the sustenance for the body of Christ then, it is still the sustenance for the body of Christ now. 
And that effort to reach the entire world needs an organized body of people working together to support the greatest work the world has ever seen. Jesus Christ prophesied that it would happen. Saying in Matthew 24 and verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Yes, even up to the very return of Jesus Christ Himself, the church will be endeavoring to preach His message of the kingdom to every living soul with a passion and devotion empowered by the Spirit of God within them. A global work of that magnitude simply cannot be done by individual lone wolf Christians. And yet, supporting that work is the responsibility of every follower of Jesus Christ. The DVD that we're sending you today features interviews with many, many ministers who've devoted their lives to preaching that very gospel. This DVD, titled The Mission of God's Work, gives you access to those supporting the very work we're talking about, warning the world of the prophesied times rushing upon it, feeding the flock of God under Jesus Christ, and preaching to every corner of the world the true gospel of the coming kingdom of God to be ruled by Jesus Christ. You've never seen anything quite like this free DVD. And this program is the first time we have ever offered it. This presentation and the passion and zeal of these men moved me to tears. And if you have any doubts about what the church headed by Jesus Christ should be doing in the world, or if anyone actually is doing what Jesus Christ commands them to do in the world, then you absolutely must get this free DVD. Request your copy right now. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-493-5437. That number again is 1-800-493-5437. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back again. I have to admit, we have only barely scratched the surface of this topic. The church is the unique place where those seeking to actively love God's way, keeping His laws and commandments in their lives while building a relationship with Him, can find instruction, protection, and support in ways they can find nowhere else. If you will, it is designed by God to be the womb in which future members of his family grow and develop before their birth at the resurrection in the family of God. And it is the means he has chosen for preaching his message to the entire world. 
When you begin to study and see the purposes God designed the church to uniquely fill, you begin to understand why God commands all of us in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Some may like the idea of being individual Christians, but God never intended this to be the case. Leviticus 23 teaches us that the Sabbath is a sacred assembly and a holy convocation or calling together. And we're commanded in Scripture not to forsake that assembling together. And yet, it must be His church. Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24 and verse 5, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Clearly, it's important to find the right church, the church actually founded by Jesus Christ, the church with a ministry teaching His truth to its members, the church whose mission is to preach His message to the world and no other message. Although many worldly pastors and churches advise the public to attend the church of your choice, we must seek to attend the church of God's choice and no other choice will do. And Jesus Christ promised in Matthew 16 and verse 18 that the church He personally heads would still be here, and He expects us to find it. Does your church fulfill the purposes that we've discussed today? Is it seeking to accomplish in full force the mission that Jesus Christ gave us to preach the kingdom of God to every living, breathing person on earth? I don't want you to think I'm pretending that I don't believe I've already figured out where the church Jesus Christ founded is today. I attend with the Living Church of God, the sponsor of the Tomorrow's World program. I studied what it had to say, proved that those things were scriptural, and after learning enough, I asked to be a part of it. I meet with other Christians every single Sabbath in a local congregation, living alongside them, working alongside them, sharing our collective hopes and dreams as we strive with all of our collective might to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God and the true name of Jesus Christ to the world. But as strange as this might sound, I don't want you to take my word for any of that. You need to prove for yourself where God's church truly is, where the true body of Christ is, and where He would have you to be. In your looking and proving for yourself, we want to be as much help as we can be. Please request the DVD that we're offering today. I believe it'll be eye-opening and unlike anything you've ever seen. But also consider visiting the Tomorrow's World website or joining our Facebook community. We have so many resources to help you in your searching. And as always, there is never a cost for anything we offer. If you've watched us for long enough, we've proven that. Jesus Christ said, freely you have received, freely give. And so we do. It's a humbling privilege to be allowed by God the chance to help you. And please know that we here at Tomorrow's World, Roderick Meredith, Richard Ames, Rod King and I, as well as the whole staff and our supporters behind the scenes and around the world, are praying for you in your search. 
that you may find where Jesus Christ is truly working and that you may have the courage to act on what you find. Take care, and we'll see you right here next week. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.